Brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, this is one of the funnest things I get to do. I know that's bad grammar. But it is truly one of my great blessings to be able to come and preach to you during this worship service. As the confirmants know, uh, confirmation, I really look forward to this. Um, Marnie, of course, my wife, is in charge of, of kind of guiding this service, and she always tells us that when we do this sermon, there are two requirements. One, that it is simple, and two, that it is short. So we'll see how I do. So in just two more days, our country will go to the polls and elect people to lead our country. And we are told that every vote counts that it is one of the most awesome responsibilities we have as citizens of this country to go and vote. Those that can, and I realize that our confirmants are not of age to where they can do this yet, are called to express their opinions of who we think is best to lead our country. And what is often most our criteria in making this decision is that we listen to all of the campaign rhetoric that we have heard for the last, well, four years. And we step into that voting booth, or maybe this year you're filling out a mail-in ballot, and we choose the candidate that most fits our own values or beliefs. Sometimes that's hard. Maybe in more simple terms, we vote for the one that has appealed to our own sense of what life could or should look like. The one that has welled up that sense of a utopian existence once we have voted them in. By the way, this never happens though there is some sense that it can. Now, I'm not here today to open that proverbial can of political worms, but I want to use this impending event that will happen on Tuesday to get our minds in a certain place. This process of choosing new leadership by vote is called an election. Now, if we look to Webster's Dictionary, to vote means the act or process of indicating a formal choice of something. But it is this word, election. Election is defined as a noun, meaning an organized or formal choosing of something by vote. But I would like to assert that I think our dear Mr. Webster, even as smart as he is, has missed maybe an understanding of this word, election, which informs our gathering today. So what is today really about? So I ask, this confirmation, I ask our confirmation students this question when we sit down for their interviews over the summer. Now, I don't know that all the confirmants have asked this question because I don't sit in with every interviewer. But when I ask this question, the response I normally get is kind of, I don't know. And of course, they know the safe answer. It's about Jesus, which I can understand. Because we spent the last four years pumping you full of all kinds of things. We start with First Communion where you find out that you are betrayers of Christ. But then he tells you you're forgiven. You have learned what it means to be Lutheran and why we worship the way that we do. You have taken a deep dive into Luther's small catechism. And let's not forget you went through the entire Bible in 18 one-hour sessions. Yeah, right. All of this, might I remind you, is God's word for you in one form or another. And when we ask you to sit down 
in the middle of all of this, in the middle of some of the busiest and confusing years of your life, to write out a faith statement and tell us what you believe. And you know what? They did pretty good. I often tell them that sometimes they tell us what we want to hear, not actually what they believe, but they really do a pretty good job. Those of you that I met with know that I really pushed you to tell me what you believe. Not what your parents believe or someone else. What you believe. And those conversations went all over the place because each of you is a different person and you have different lives, different experiences, experiences of blessing and joy and experiences of great pain and great loss. Now, I cannot stand here or in a confirmation class and tell you what to believe because I know that God doesn't work that way. Some of you have a very strong sense of faith. Others, well, maybe you don't quite understand it all yet. But you're willing to play along because today is important to your family. Friends, as we gather on this very special day, there is so much going on that informs why we are here and what we are doing today. Because confirmants, believe it or not, today is about your baptism. Oh yes, your baptism. It is about God speaking his promise into your ears so that you can be reminded that you are God's beloved child and that he sent his son to claim you as his own. That regardless of what your faith statement said or specifically what you may verbalize that you believe, he has made a promise to you that you don't get to control. This awesome promise is given in our gospel text for today, which are Christ's own words for you and for all the baptized. Christ tells you, you did not choose me, I chose you. What Mr. Webster missed about the word election is that God also elects. But when God elects, it's a verb. God's election does something. You see, in your baptism, God elected you, he chose you, and then he gave you a promise that endures all things. And regardless of what you believe in this very moment, it is this promise and this promise alone that you can rely on. It does not mean that you will live a burden-free life. No, in fact, because living a life of faith can define the paths of our life, you may even suffer a little more in this old world because the forces of this old world will try to attack you. They'll try to place doubt in your conscience as to whether God has chosen you. It is the devil whispering in your ear again, did God say? In these moments of life where hope is being chipped away and tomorrow is full of uncertainty, it is this promise that Jesus Christ himself delivers and what needs to be heard. And so now that you have attained this age and a certain catechetical education, we are called to gather in this place and time. Because most of you don't remember your baptism, our confirmants. But hopefully you are surrounded by people that do. 
And on that day you were brought to the baptismal font and your parents and sponsors and the congregation witnessed this event and made promises to you and for you. Promises that have carried you out thus far in your life. I often remind the confirmands that it's a good or bad thing that their congregation takes this as an important thing. Because today we remind you of these promises again. A life of faith is a lifetime of hearing and learning and living in God's word. And there are times when you might turn and say, shh, God, I don't need your word today. But I guarantee you that there are going to be times when you will turn to God and say, I don't know where else to go. God, I need your word today. That's why today is important. On this day, we also celebrate all saints. The day we remember those that have died in faith. You see, being chosen by God makes a huge difference when we are in times or in moments where life hangs in the balance between this kingdom and the kingdom of heaven. Because it is in remembering and affirming your baptism that will speak the loudest in those times of your life. Now I know some of you know real loss. That friends of yours are sick. Some of your friends have even died. And I will tell you again, God has them and God has you. Because he has promised this. So because most of you do not remember that baptism event, you get to remember it today. This important and life-altering event that claimed you, and you get to cling to this memory for the rest of your life, for the rest of eternity, because that's also a promise. Your baptism was not some historical event that we remember way back when, but it is as new today as if you were had the water poured over your head this morning. You are baptized. That means something that is in the now. It's functioning for you in the moment. And it is Jesus Christ who has claimed you for that promise of eternity. And God's election does something. It grants assurance and it grants certainty. God's choosing, God's choosing you cannot be taken away by anything in all of creation. And so our Lord Christ seals the deal. He sends his Holy Spirit to be active in your life. In fact, we say this. You've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ. When? Forever. But he also tells you, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. And so today God is speaking again. He's telling you who he is, who you are, and what he has done in Jesus Christ for you. Thanks be to God. Amen.